it's all about doing specific swims and to spend a lot of time uh, with the gear, with the pool boy and the paddles, and to really optimize your technique with the gear. Welcome to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. I'm Chip. I'm Chris. And on this episode, we have Nicolas Ramirez. He's a Frenchman living in Sweden. He runs Envol Coaching and Team Envol. This is episode 14. And we got a chance to sit down with Nicholas after him and Team Envol swept the Catalina Swim Run, the Utilo Catalina podium, winning the men's mixed and the women's categories, which was very impressive. Uh, Chris recently joined Team Envol. And so he he's excited to to get Coach Nicholas on on the on the horn, and we had a a really great chat with him that we we think you are going to love. Yeah, but more on that later. A couple things to talk about. I think one thing that Chipper and I have been talking back and forth about is uh, going back to our every other week Re- release schedule. When we originally started the podcast, the the thought was that we wanted it to not be too invasive on our families and our everything else. So we agreed that we would release two episodes a month. Well, what happened is that obviously we got really excited and what had happened was <laughs> <laughs> what happened was we got very excited. Catalina was coming up, Otolo Catalina. We were getting amazing feedback and love from everybody and that just sort of kept us releasing weekly episodes. Now, we're, it's not due to lack of content or anything like that. We just want to be mindful of our time and our families, I guess, is probably the best thing. Uh, but when when the time you know presents itself, this schedule could adjust again. But yeah, for think, now, you know, we're going back with, to... I think for me, definitely with the whole coronavirus stuff happening and, you know, there's just so... There's things that are just much more important even than swim run. You know, if there's content you want to hear, if you want us to do gear reviews, talk about stuff that we've tried, events. So we're looking for some feedback too on what are you looking for? Do you prefer, and you could email us or tweet us or respond on our Instagram and that's the low tide boys with a Z. But are you, do you like the interviews that we have? Do you like when Chris and I just kind of tackle one subject for an episode? Um... Do you like the guests? Do you like more athletes? Do you like more industry folks? Uh, that's what we we want to know. You know, this podcast is not about Chris and I. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing the memes and and hanging out once a week to record it. But but it's about you, the listener. So we want to make sure that you're getting the most out of it. So if you have strong opinions one way or the other or or not, guess let us know. And on that note, while we're checking stuff off the the itinerary. Uh, do not forget about our Wild Swim Run shirt collab that we have. Go to lowtieboys.com and there's a big banner at the top. Proceeds of those shirts with the Wild Swim Run go to the Wild Youth Initiative, which helps get women and young women into the sport of swim run. Now back to our regularly scheduled COVID-19 training block. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, yeah. you have some some milestones on on the two wheels. Yeah, I can't believe this, but I actually rode about eighty miles on the trainer. All virtual miles. All virtual, all indoors, on early Zwift. morning, or actually, even while I was on a couple of conference calls, I was just pedaling away. Um, so yeah, so I'm on Swift. If everybody wants to join me, I'm at uh, PRCD is is my handle. Oh, that's your handle. Nice. That's my handle. 
Yeah, and I have been I've I've been riding the Peloton. My wife has had a Peloton for man, going on six months now, and she's been loving the shit out of it. So I try to hop on when I'm not feeling super motivated to run or I have very limited time. Uh, and then I got into the swim bands. Uh, I was doing some dry land swimming stuff. We we shared a couple cool workouts to our Instagram page, and then we still owe you the uh, <laughs> we still owe you the workout page on, on our site. So someone can tweet us at Low Tide Boys or respond on Instagram and and hold us accountable. Hold <laughs> us accountable to put that page up. Where Chris and I live in Marin, you actually all trail running is now banned. So. W- any running that we do is is exclusively to to the roads and the sidewalks. Yeah. I've already uh, broken the law this week. <gasps> What's the statute of limitations on this? I wanted to run by the ocean. So I was just like, what's you know, what's the worst that's gonna happen? But there weren't that many people there and I went super early, so I was appropriately socially distanced at all times. I have heard uh some places, I think it was Colorado, imposing um directional navigation like if you're on this trail you have to be going this way and that sort of encourages the social distancing obviously there won't single track is kind of where this is a problem right is that oh somebody has to get way off the trail to get six feet out of the way but if it's single file then not so much maybe so yeah uh we'd love seeing everybody's post about what you're doing uh in this unprecedented time so be sure to keep tagging us on on the low tide boys on instagram so we could see those and we love to we love to share those as well and i just have a i just have a question this is for the for our swedish listeners how come how come your pools are open (laughs) it's like the only place where people are swimming from my understanding and i will love to hear the swedish insights or just general european insights on this but from from what I gather, the government trusts their, uh, you know, the populace enough to, to just be, be safe stupid. and not be yeah. stupid. Because, you know, in America, if you that said, yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, OK, there's no shelter in place, but just be careful. People would still be going crazy like nobody would change anything. So I think in Sweden, there's a different level of, I guess we'll just call it uh, self-preservation or intelligence. I don't know. Uh, yeah, than, than probably the just intelligent, I think, but, uh, but yeah, it's uh, fascinating to me and it's great to see people swimming. So that's great. It's all great. We're so happy for you. <laughs> there's a, you know, there's the emoji that's, it's cool cry and he has sunglasses, but you could see the tears streaming on. It's like, we're so happy for you uh, <laughs> that you could yeah. swim right now. So, um, cool yeah, well, so, so let's talk about our shout out this week which is the run for tacos swim run team. They're a duo, uh, two buddies, one's from Tucson, one's from Toronto, and they're training for a race in the fall. Um, and they've been uh, supportive and liking the memes and stuff. So we just want to give them a shout out. And yeah, and with that, enjoy this episode featuring Nicholas Ramirez. Enjoy. <laughs> Ramirez, 
Gomez. He's a French multi-sport athlete and endurance sports coach based in Stockholm, Sweden. He's a stout athlete in his own right with an impressive resume of racing the Attila World Championship five times. He's done a ton of other swimrun events and triathlons, running and cycling events, and most recently won the first ever Attila Catalina with his partner, uh, Fran- Francesc. I don't know if I'm spelling that, if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, Nicholas created Envol Coaching, where he works with athletes of all levels of endurance for events, including triathlon, running from 5K to ultramarathon, open water swimming events, and swim run and cycling. He, If that wasn't enough, he also started Team Envol, which is an international swim run team where athletes get training advice, a community to ask questions and support each other at events. In Catalina alone, there were 24 Team Envol members racing. Um, I recently joined Team Envol after meeting Nicholas and Catalina, and I'm pretty stoked to actually learn how to probably train for swim run or rent, uh, rather than just do what Chipper and I usually do, which is just do a lot of swimming and running. <laughs> so, so Nicholas, thank you so much for being on the show. I know it's early in in, uh, in Sweden right now. No, thanks, uh, thanks to you to to invite me for this uh, podcast. Yeah, no problem. So. You know, the first question we ask all of our guests and for you, it's a little it's a little different because you're such you have such a diverse endurance background. But we're really curious sort of how you first learned about swim run and what that journey was like for you. Well, I uh, I'm a French athlete and um, I moved to Sweden now almost nine years ago. In 2014, I was uh, running a lot of uh, running race and uh, Having uh, organizing a few uh, a few events in uh, in Stockholm, in Sweden, and um, and then I met a lot of uh, endurance athletes during these events, and some of them they were doing swim run, and um, they start to explain me what it was, and they asked me to come and train with them. Well, basically just to go in the forest and to do some um, some swim run from lake to lake. Then I find it interesting and uh, I did more and more with them and uh, I had the opportunity to do a few races with them. It was not so many races at this uh, this time. And um, well, I was doing quite well. It was it was not so much competition at this time and the results were, were good and uh, I got really hooked. And um, then I got the opportunity to do uh, to do the world championships in that year to do Attila. Then I said, okay, well, why not? Then I start training for it, and uh, and well, unfortunately, it didn't happen in 2014. But I got uh, I got so motivated, and then I tried to find uh, a perfect partner for for the next year, the 2015 edition, and to focus on Attila 2015. And then, uh, well, I find. Uh, my friend Julian Dent, an Australian guy living in Stockholm, and it was, uh, it was we had a really good time because we were always training together, and it, I really enjoyed this uh, this this team sport, this team effect, and uh, well, we did really well in 2015, and um, yeah, and that's that's how it started. Um, I got really hooked by the. Um, training with someone and uh, being always outside and uh, I really enjoyed it. Now, Nicholas, did you already, were you already coaching athletes in 2014, 2015 or did that come later? Uh, at this time, I was, uh, no, I was not, I was not coaching yet. I, I had a few athletes. I was helping them with their, um, with their running, but um 
it really started in uh, it really started in 2000 2000 yeah end of 2015 2016 I started really coaching and um, and uh, yeah and then swim run I started coaching really swim run end of 2016 2017 it was mostly swim runner I started coaching and now I'm only coaching swim runners it's uh, I don't have any other type of athlete even if I if I if I tell people I can do triathlon and uh, other type of coaching, but it's uh, it's quite busy with the with the swim runners. Awesome, yeah. I mean, I I I would be curious a little bit about you're one of the only swim run specific coaches that I'm familiar with, Chris. I feel like yeah, no. I mean, as far as again, you know, seeing seeing meeting everyone in person in Catalina and just seeing the whole operation, you know, after the race you know, after speaking with you and obviously you guys did really well after the race, I was just looking up, Oh, let me learn more about this team Envol thing. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll just do it. <laughs> it seems like a good idea. And, and we really like your, your values that, that you have for your team. You know, Chris shared them with me about, you know, what it kind of means to, to be kind in the community. And it's very aligned with what Otsalo has uh, as their values. And, and I was, was hoping that you would be able to speak a little bit about why you kind of made that your foundation of being a good community member on team. Envol. Yeah. Well, when I, when I started this, uh, this team Envol project, it was in 2015 and, um, it was already three years I was doing swim run and, um, unfortunately my, my friend Julian, then this Australian guy I was racing with, at the beginning, he, uh, he couldn't race much that year, and then I was um, I was struggling to find some uh, some partner to train with and to race with who have the same goals and the same uh, the same ideas than me and uh, wanted uh, the same result. Then I said, okay, well, if I'm creating my own squad, my own team, then um, I'm gonna get some uh, some people to to train with me and to race i would find a perfect partner well then that's how it started and um and then uh, progressively i uh, i realized like well we have lots of interest in some other countries that's the where the swim run was developing like in france and uh, in spain and then uh, in germany too and we say okay well let's have a, an international squad where we're really sharing Sharing our training, where we are, uh, we all doing the same uh, the same session every week, the, and uh, we meeting during the race, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be this uh, international squad, international community, um, and uh, finally, finally now where we are at is uh, we have member from we have member from more than twenty countries in the team, and. Um, like you say in Catalina, where it was more than 24 member in uh, between the sprint and the experience and the, the long distance, it's um, it's it's really great now to to meet everybody on the during the racing weekends and uh, I uh, I really enjoy the fact that okay when um, everybody doing the same uh, training session everywhere in the world every week and uh, my my goal is really to. Uh, in, in the close future to uh, to have this really uh, one or two specific training session every week that I know that everybody from the team will do it and then we can really discuss it and that will be a great uh, 
a great way to uh, to compare our, our performance and to find the perfect partners between uh, in the team. And um, because we're doing the same and we know what we're talking about because we have the same uh, standards. And uh, But it's... Um, yeah, the, the the community effect is really what I what I try to uh, to develop. I've always been working with uh, with people, and uh, I'm a school teacher from the beginning. Then I'm quite used to uh, to organize uh, big events and uh, for for kids and uh, students. Then uh, it's a bit the same with uh, with groups like that. It's uh, just to to un- unite it and unite the team, and um, then. Um, then yeah, then now it's uh, it's really about um, about uh, getting some some people a bit from some remote area. They are alone in their area. They have no one really to train with, and then they uh, they realize, well, I'm not alone because well, I have some some partners, right. some uh, racing partner online and uh, training partner online, and then I can. Uh, I can talk to them and I can compare what they do and uh, we're going to meet one day during a training camp or during a race. That's uh, the philosophy. Yeah. And uh, so, so I, I know that you put on training camps and you had one in the U S before Catalina. Is that correct? Yeah, it was in the end of January, uh, seven weeks before the race. Was everyone that was there, already a team Envol member or was this sort of open to anyone who was curious about joining the team and could sign up for it or curious about swim run in general right yeah well in fact that was extremely uh extremely interesting because during this uh, training camp first i decided to to have this training camp uh, a couple of months before before the uh, catalina because I saw that it was a big interest um, for swimrun coming, and I wanted to be uh, to be offering uh, people the the opportunity to to try the activity before to do the race. And um, well, I, fu- I found all the um, all the participants in the different triathlon clubs in the in the area, and then well, by um, people were talking, and that that brought a bit more participant. Some people came from Seattle, come from were driving four hours from Arizona or from almost the Mexico border. Then it was people were yeah. Some people came from Boulder, from Colorado. People were traveling and uh, to come here. It was like 29, 20, 30 people joining during the weekend. It's amazing. Wow. Only only one was not doing Catalina. Uh, the the everybody was uh, registered on uh, Catalina, the, the long one or the sprint or the experience. But they were all these people were uh, triathletes. They were all from some different triathlon clubs. That's and, really interesting. Uh, I would like to thank actually uh, uh, the Salton Sea Triathlon Club uh, because he, uh, Nate Mash brought me a couple of uh, of his athletes and also the. Woman triathlon group from uh, from LA with uh, Jane Temperley brought a lot of uh, women into the the training camp too. Awesome. But then what was very really interesting is really to these people that almost nobody knew about swimrun and it was a big uh, it was a huge beginner weekend in fact even if these people were some of them were really great athletes no one really knew how to do swimrun and. Um, some of them did some uh, some race in the US 
but uh, they were lacking a lot of uh, swim run technique uh, for some specific uh, specific aspect of the, the activity. So and it was really rich in education that weekend. So yeah, so I have a couple more questions, but I just want to remember we we want to learn what the swim run technique is you're <laughs> talking about because I feel like we just kind of just go Both out of us there just and perked up and hear about. Like, tell us more about this technique. There's a technique. <laughs> Um, but 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 before we get to that, so I know that uh, that Kavika and Blake were part of this uh, team Baywatch, team Baywatch, team Envol Baywatch. Envol mm. It must have been really helpful to have them there because they'd been training on the course. They'd previewed it with uh, with Andy Hewitt and Sean Durkin and Natalie Foot. Um, was it really helpful to have sort of their insight before the race for you to share with? with the folks that came to the training camp? Yeah, Kavika and Blake uh, are a bit special. They were, they were working with me during this training camp. They were my assistant. Kavika and Blake are, are in team involved since, uh, since until 2019, just a bit before they, they joined the team involved. Um, because in beginning of 2019, end of 2018, I decided to in different location to have some ambassadors. I call them ambassadors. And uh, these guys were supposed to, to organize some, uh, to be there on the location to help the local athlete to, to join the sport, to join the swim run, and then for sure to join Team Envol. Um, now I want to call these uh, guys more instructors because I want them to uh, to start coaching and um, I, I develop a coaching program for them to teach them how to coach swim run. and then uh, the next step will be to have uh, to have coach in a different location that's what we're putting in place but then during the camp here Kavik and Blake were assisting me and it was really great to have them because with 30 people it's uh, it's a lot uh, to manage. Need, yeah. need a bit of assistance because it's 30 different level and uh, need to take care of everybody. Uh, but they were also participating and learning uh, learning how to how to coach swim on. Uh, yeah, for sure, it was a great value to have them because they knew the course and we could uh, we could give a few um, a few feedback about the course about Catalina. Um, but then they went and they recon uh, more seriously the course the, the following weeks, and then uh, that's when we launched this um, this uh, course uh, recon videos uh, we put on YouTube. Uh, oh, those were great. The, the, the race course, and uh, that was great value even for me who didn't know the course. I mean, uh, I uh, I, I spent a lot of time looking at the map and. Uh, and listening from advice from people who have done it, and this this is this is compulsory to do if you want to have a optimal performance on the, yeah. on the road. Great. Well, you were talking about doing some coaching and instructing, and I was I was hoping to kind of shift a little bit that way about uh, from anybody new to swim run or maybe you have an endurance sort of training background. How is your sort of coaching philosophy in regards to specifically being for swim run? different from, you know, hey, I need to run a couple times a week and I need to swim a couple times a week and let me try to get some swim run practice in. Um, tell me a little bit about how your philosophy is on, on the week level for swim run specific kind of training. Yeah, well, it's um, like, like, you know, the swim run is so new and um, we have seen so many uh, 
athletes coming from different backgrounds and uh, during the maybe maybe the maybe since 2014 since i'm into the sport we we were always trying to understand okay who are the best uh, athletes for swimmer and is it the triathlete is it the multi-sport is it the runners mm-hmm. um but then since 2017 i would say it's uh we are we are seriously training for swimmer. I mean, all the people, all the people I know who are in the top, top five, top ten at Attila or some, they, uh, I mean, on the world championship, they're all doing swimmer and they're not doing triathlon or multi-sport. They stop their other activity. They're focusing on swimmer. Mm-hmm. That's what we try. Um, then. Uh, then myself, I totally switched to uh, to swim run, and uh, a normal day for me would be to go swimming early morning and then uh, to have a run later during the day. That's uh, and that's making the that's making uh, two session a day. But um, the philosophy for for the team is really to to help people to to, to with some. Uh, some ideas of uh, training session because it's not everybody like uh, me doing two sessions a day. Some people that just want to to pick a session from the training plan and to go to the pool and do it or to go outside and run. But it's um, they need uh, they need to know what to do. It's not just go out and run or go to the pool and do some laps or put your pool boy paddles and do some laps. Mm-hmm. Um, then the, the philosophy is really to try to to to, to show people that um, sorry to, to really show that the race is the race in swimmer and it's not a flat race it's always some uh, it's it's uh, I like to compare it with uh, it's like it's like an interval training when you do a race it's uh, right pushing the swim you're pushing the run you're pushing, but it, it's not really uh, in every race even on the on the sprint race, there is always a long running section, like four or five K run. And in the, in the long race, it's always a nine to 12 K run. <clears throat> then you need to be prepared for, prepared for that. But it's, it's mostly short runs, two, three, four K. And uh, the same in the sprint, one, two K run, and then you swim. That's why it's really important to be ready for this type of running instead of Instead of uh, going for marathon training, which with some really long running, running, uh, running effort that is not really comparable with uh, the effort we do in swim run. We found that out the hard way. We were training for a couple fifty mile races this uh, this spring, so we were yeah, used but, to those four or five hour days in the on the trails. Yeah, but you know, I re- I realize you know with experience that um, we. We have the endurance from the sport we have been doing before. We we mm-hmm. have done some triathlon, we have done some multi-sport race, some marathon, and we we can we can be active for five, six, ten hours because we have done it. Then um, when you're training, uh, there is no many, there is not much point of doing this uh, this big session the full year around. Okay, we're gonna do some. We're going to do some long, like now, for example, I'm setting my training for Otile for the World Championships. And uh, this is in almost five months. Then I'm going to go out for some 
long days uh, mm-hmm. hiking, running, just to get the distance, uh, to get the seven, eight hour of moving. But uh, I will, I will really focus on the on the 85, 90% of effort uh, during some during some one hour, 90 minute session in running or in swimming, because that's, I need this uh, top speed to be able to keep up uh, during all the different legs. Um, when we're racing a lot, uh, usually we're racing every, every four to eight weeks when, uh, when we're doing the Attila series, then we have some, uh, we, we have already some endurance with, um, with all the race because all the race is between four and six hours. Then we're making a lot of endurance during this race. Then there is not much point to um, to do some uh, some four or five hour runs or hike on the trail during the trainings. Uh, that's but I, I've done this long long training uh, in 2014 2015 when we were training for Attila, and it was really useful for us to know ourselves to know that we can. Uh, but then uh, when I see all the other top athletes in swimmer and how they train, well, we're kind of all doing the same and we're really focusing on this uh, uh, top speed or threshold speed. Mm-hmm. And because that's that's what we do during the race. This is, uh, I will compare the, the training for, the running training for a swimmer and I will compare it with a half marathon training or 10 kilometer training. That's really more the... And when it comes to swimming, well, when it comes to swimming, well, for sure, you need to, it's such a technical sport, uh, the swimming, then you always have to, to train your technique. But uh, I realized that I start to tend more into, okay, you need to do some technique and maybe you have some period during the year, especially when it's really off season where you focusing a lot on improving your swimming technique, but then it's all about doing specific swims and to spend a lot of time uh, with the gear, with the pool boy and the paddles and to really optimize your technique with the gear, then it's, uh, you need to be ready for the specificity of, uh, of that race. That's, um, that's a key. So, so with that, how much do you emphasize? It sounds like technique. I totally agree with you working in the pool that's really the best place to develop that technique and that top end speed how much do, are you coaching or recommending people to swim in open water well you know it, it's really a tricky question because me what i'm doing with my coach sure i have the team and i'm sharing um i'm sharing some generic training with a team i'm sharing two swim two runs with a team uh, with all the team members and when you're signing up you have access to um, to four sessions per week but then uh, I have also the advanced training plan which is for the, the elite uh, the elite athlete because we have an elite section in Anvil and uh, that's where I'm sharing all my training there and uh, and I, I try to adapt it to, uh, to the different elite athletes we have um and, um, you know, when you do a week and when you go swimming four to seven times a week, uh, then there is some session where you just focus on the technique. Um, I usually, I usually have one session out of the five I'm doing where I'm just doing some drills and doing, uh, doing exercises. But for some people who are, uh, 
some people who are training just two times a week, then I will try to add some technical drills during the session. When it comes to open water, when it comes to open water, it's it's also really depending on the experience you have, uh, your level of experience in the sport, in in swimming and uh, and in swim run. For example, for Catalina, well, I just uh, I just did some open water training the, a couple of weeks before Catalina when I went to a training camp in south of France because while well, I'm living in Sweden and it's uh, impossible to go open water <laughs> now. It's pretty too cold. Then otherwise I wouldn't have done any open water before the race. But because of the experience, well, I'm I'm not worried at all. Um, I think I I really think that. Um, to train swim run now, it's not, if, if you have already done a race, a swim run race, and if you know how to do it, and if you know your partner, uh, the most important training is the one you do, uh, the quality one you do in the pool and, uh, and the one you do on, uh, on the running. Gotcha. Um, so so if, you just... have the, if you have the opportunity to do a swim run training, then do it, but I prefer to do a swim and then to do a run after or the opposite to do a run and then to do a swim after. I think there is more uh, benefit than to go out on the trail. I, I still do some swim run when it's nice here in Sweden in from May to, to September. Sometimes with, with my friend or the team member, we go and we do some swim run, but it's more, I take it more as, um, as an endurance session. Like mm-hmm. instead of going for a, for a long run, I will go for a, for a two three hour swim run. That's um, just just for that's fun. That's why we almost. do swim run. <laughs> yeah, well, that, I think that's that's really interesting because that's definitely what we've heard from some other coaches. I guess if for beginners, you obviously have to become you have to be comfortable in open water. You have to understand everything that goes along with swimming in open water, sighting, temperature, all that stuff. But once you do have that level of comfort, you're not exactly. gaining that much of a endurance or even tactical advantage than you would by just training super hard in the pool. Is that what, would you say that's a good summary of that? Exactly. That's a, that's a summary. Um, get yourself confident with the open water. That's, I would say that's not taking that much time, especially when you see that now most of the athletes doing swim and they're coming from a triathlon background and they, they have done some open water. Uh, then uh, I wouldn't focus that much on that. Well, if you don't have the chance to go to the pool and if you're living in a country where, where you have a lake close to your place and you can swim as much as you, you want in the lake, then well, then you do all your session in the lake. And, you know, that's what I do when I go to my hometown in south of France and I don't have access to the pool, then I'm, on, I'm doing all my session in the lake. But all my session are uh, really specific and uh, I have a... I have a session plan and it's not just going swimming 3k or 45 minutes and right. and and done at the at the 60 percent or 70 well, well nicholas level. this, no, this is why i'm really glad that i joined team envol because that was basically exactly what chipper and i would do we'd be like oh we, we got to swim long this race has a lot of swimming in it um yeah. but i wanted i wanted to circle back on something because i know our listeners heard this as well and we're sort of chomping at the bit for us to ask this follow-up question but you mentioned swim run technique race technique like what what do you mean by that is it is it just you know it's obviously more than just transitioning in and out of the water but when when you mean racing technique for swim run like what is it that that, that you're referring to well it's it's um it's well it's really um 
yeah, I'll say it's swim on technique, but I think it's really general. Like when you go on the first, well, first there is all the, there is, there is different, um, I think when you when you want to race and swim on, there is uh, you need to be good runner. You need well, good. You need to be at your optimal in running in swimming. Then you have to be optimal with your partner, with your equipment, and then with uh, uh, with uh, I will say I will say with uh, the race you're planning to do with your nutrition with your. Uh, how are you preparing the race the last uh, the last couple of days? That's uh, and being optimal in running and swimming. Well, that's taking that's taking uh, that mm-hmm. can take ten yeah. years or fifteen years. That's uh, everybody. That's your own training. But then being uh, optimal with your partner, with your equipment, with your nutrition. That's the kind of thing you can really optimize. And uh, and I think this is really easy to. Uh, to improve that, that's what we did during the training camp in uh, in Orange County in um, in January. After two days, these guys they were they knew what they what they were doing. They knew their partner. They knew how to do a transition. And and um, what I mean is like first you need to you need to put put down a lots of stress uh, and lots of uh, waste of energy. Uh, by optimizing this uh, this topic, um, being able to to be really smooth and fluid during your transition, very smooth and fluid when you when you when you're running with a tether line or when you're swimming with a tether line. This is the swim run technique. Uh, being able to uh, open your wetsuit to put your wetsuit down to take your gels from your pocket without dropping everything being able to arrive at the energy station and just uh, fill your glass and leave without stopping for 30 seconds or this is all the like uh, a lot of being able to like a lot of details sort of yeah lots of details but for that you need to practice that and you know mm-hmm. when i was telling you i i it's gonna be Attila Ut, uh, the race in sweden in uh, 23rd of may hopefully it will be on and uh, I'm going to maybe race with my friend Julian Dendis, we know each other so well, but during the week or two weeks before the race, I know we're going to do a few swim run sessions together, but we're not doing a three-hour swim run session. Now we're going to the to the local lake just in front of my house, and then we, we're just taking a 50-meter swim and a 50-meter run, and during this 50-meter swim and 50-meter run, like everything is so optimized. You don't even realize that we have been going from swimming to running, because it's like there is no transition. It's only one. It's only one activity. That's why when people are writing swim run with a swim dash run or swim uh, with a big S and run with a big R, and <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really agree with that because right. it's only one activity. You don't really see the transition. It's uh, it's um, but this um, and and then the the relation with your partner. Um, the, um, that's a kind of thing, you can, the, your equipment, that's a kind of thing you can really optimize. This is the swim run technique to know how to, how to push your pool boy between your legs, between the swim, when to put your pool boy, when to put your Google, this kind of things, you know, I could, uh, uh, and this is not taking much time to, to improve this kind of things. Um, and that's what I do with, um, 
with uh, during my my courses uh, we always have some uh, some moment when we're practicing that and after after a couple of repetition with the right advice and uh, and the right feedback where well, people are optimizing that and then it's you, you're taking off a lot of stress from uh, and then you can really focus on your on your performance physical performance um, instead of losing lots of energy with this um, but like I said before, it's uh, it's always uh, according to the race you are doing because um, you always have to keep in mind that okay, the type of race you're gonna do and the type of distance it's gonna be, and uh, because that's really the uh, the, the most important uh, in, um, in 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 a swim run. And to if you want to. Um, to really be optimal then you you have to know what you what you put your feet on and in and um and to train for it uh for example catalina catalina was all this really steep downhill and if you don't know that it's going to be steep downhill like that uh extremely uh extremely hard to, to run full speed in this downhill but uh, then, okay, you're planning to put your your wetsuit up and your goggles and uh, to, to get ready for the swim during the downhill. But then they are too steep and you can't really do that. And then you have to do that on the last 50 meters before you enter the water. And this is, this is too late to have a really smooth transition. Uh, then you would have to stop before the swim and to put your wetsuit up. And, and this is really not fluid and smooth, but... You need to know the the typology uh, of the of the race first, and if you know that, then maybe you would have put your wetsuit up and prepare yourself on the top of the downhill yep. when it was easy to do, and then you can run the downhill without any uh, any stress trying to trying to to get ready for the next swim. That's um, yeah. I mean, I I feel like the way you're describing that, obviously, there's a lot of experience for what you're saying, yeah. but but some of it is just. When you're really new to the sport, there's so many moving pieces. Like you can just you kind of get lost in sort of the complications of all that stuff. But I think what you're saying is like that stuff you can actually get over that really quickly, and mm-hmm. and sort of optimize your time. I mean, I remember telling Chipper before Catalina started that oh wow, all like the the guys in the front are all capped down for that first run. And, mm-hmm. you know, right, right when I was about to suggest that we should do that, yeah. you know, the, the, <laughs> the, the, gun, went the, off. the, the gun goes off. Um, so, <laughs> right. so, so yeah, so that's the type of thing where it's like, I mean, we, yeah. we, we sort of knew there was a, there was a big climb right off the bat, but you know, I guess we, we hadn't thought it through that far. Yeah. That one. yeah. Yeah. I was uh, myself, I was planning to put, uh, to put the wetsuit down too, but, um, uh, before the start, I say, no, I keep it on because I was. It was, was a little so chilly, yeah. And, uh, but uh, and finally, it was fine. But um, I mean, you need to know yourself too. But I really think, you know, on a race like Catalina, I mean, um, when I see the times, uh, the times we did, and the times the, um, let's say, the beginner swim runner did. I'm talking about if I take some American team, we did really well, and we finish uh, on the podium or on the top five. Um, or top top eight, then they did really well, these guys. But I reckon next year, with a bit of experience and knowing the course, it will be a really tight race with uh, with mm-hmm. these guys because they are extremely good athletes. Right. Um, but uh, well, 
hopefully we're gonna be we're gonna be faster too then uh... yeah <laughs> yeah you guys have the same experience so so what what did you think of 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 catalina obviously you've done a bunch of of atala brand races what did you think of the first ever race in the u.s uh, and I've, I've done all the Attila races in the last two years, and I know them all quite well because, like I told you, I'm studying a lot the course, and uh, yeah. I try to to, to recon the, everything before, and um, and some of them I've done then three, four times. Then it's um, I know all the details of the of the race. I don't uh, I don't even write down the distance on the paddles or anything. It's, uh, <laughs> Yeah. I know when the swims are coming, um, but uh, I really enjoyed Catalina. I was, um, it was a bit like I was expecting with some really steep climbs, steep downhill. And uh, um, well, I didn't see much during the swim because my, my goggles were a bit foggy. Then <laughs> I didn't have the chance to see any fishes, but um, uh, I, I really enjoyed. In fact, I, I was a bit impressed by the landscape because everything is so so big and stunning and you have these uh, nice mountains on the background and uh, and everything is so green and uh, now it's some really uh, paradise uh, landscape and that was uh, that was cool um i really enjoyed this uh, this race because i think the loop is uh, the loop is yeah it's making sense it's a nice course it's making a nice uh, nice loop it's um and then you have a good mix between the the short run, the long run, and the short some short swim, long one. It's uh, I think uh, the the race have been uh, well planned, and uh, I like the quality of the the running surface. The to run on this kind of tracks, it's uh, it's nice, it's comfortable, and um, it's not too aggressive and uh, it's not too painful. That's uh, you you can run. When yeah. when you're done with the climb and uh, the steep downhill, you can really run at some uh, uh, half marathon pace, what we're training for, and that's I really enjoy it instead of just uh, struggling on some sharp rocks. Or okay, so so a quick follow up, a quick follow up question to that. So you've done every single Atala race, which is which is your favorite world championship, or is there a it's hard to tell, you know, it's uh, because there is the yeah, favorite with uh, the location, favorite because of my result, favorite with uh, the experience. Oh, yeah. I, right. no, I, th I think, you know, I really, um, I like them all, you know, and I had a really good experience in Malta last, uh, the last one in November that I really enjoyed this course to go all along the coast of um, the Malta Island. I think it was really cool. And my, maybe probably my favorite is, the one here in Stockholm in uh, in Ute because I know extremely well this place and that's where uh, we won this race in 2015 and uh, we have been on training on the course so much and uh, this is really a place I like and I got I got a bit in love with uh, Isle of Scilly because uh, well I hope uh, I hope you will have the chance to experience this race it's uh, it's like being in uh, in the Caribbean. It's a uh, white sand beach and the uh, palm trees, and uh, it's a uh, stunning colors. It's um, I, I really enjoy this race in Sicily and uh, these long swims in this uh, clear water. It's 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 an amazing one. And um, no, it's probably uh, if we talk about landscape and uh, I like Sicily. It's a, it's an adventure to go there. It's a uh, it's a full. Uh, the full experience the one in Sicily. We're, we're sold on on that you didn't yeah, that wasn't a very hard sell but we're so, in okay um 
so your your team what 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 is the percentage and and as you've you know team onvol has been around for a couple of years now how have you seen it grow from the amount of members that you have that are from the the united states and what do you think is kind of playing a part into that uh growth into swim run into the united states yeah i um now, for example, after the training camp in January, we have uh, five people we sign up into the in the team. Uh, after the race in Catalina, we had uh, two more who sign up. Uh, then it's uh, it's coming, it's coming. Well, now it's uh, it's a bit difficult with uh, people can't really train with this. Uh, yeah, this we have, but it's uh, it, it will start again soon. I hope um it's um it has been uh for me the plan is to to have this coach in places in different location and to 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 create these local local communities to have communities in uh, south of la to have communities in seattle in why not san francisco in the, in the east coast in different places where there is I, we have some in uh, in Phoenix with uh, Dana and Robin there doing a great job. Mm. Um, and then if this um, if this location are doing a great job, then they will recruit more members, and then the, that's how the community will grow. And uh, and uh, and then we will have some more team involved represented in the American races because that's uh, we want to be. Uh, um, we have a philosophy this year that we want to be on uh, every races around the world, having some members of Team Ambol representing the team. That's, I love it. Um, that's the plan. Um, I, I think it's going to grow quite big in US, the team, which means while well, the swim run will grow, but Ambol, we, we, we're helping each other, you know. The swim run is a racer organizer helping humble to grow and we helping the race organizer also by bringing bringing more uh, people into uh, swim run racing then um, if you uh, it's a win-win situation for everybody you know the if the race organizer help us with uh, making some uh, some promotion of humble then for sure we're gonna bring them some more athletes and uh, in long term Great. And, and what about, what about the sport in general? Like what, what would you kind of, and you've seen the sport really accelerate in the last couple of years, you know, in Europe and everything, what, what in your opinion will get that same level of growth, but in the United States? I think it's going to be exactly the same than in Europe, you know, in, uh, in some countries like in France or in, uh, in uh, Germany, this is the Fede triathlon federation who are, mm. um, who are organizing the who are helping the swim run to grow and um, and then basically you see all the triathlon club now they're organizing some uh, some swim run because well it's a source of, of revenue for them to have one more race and uh, it's bringing some uh, it's bringing some more athletes some some different athletes into the sport because sure like I say it's uh, mostly triathlete doing going into swim run but there is also some people who are just keen on the adventure and just uh, going out swimming and running and that's how they love swim run and that's that's how i like it too you know not having any uh sometimes i just like to go out and not even taking a wetsuit but just 
going running and swimming and uh, just uh, enjoying a, a free moment outdoor and that's um it's not all about racing but uh, these people some they try races and they will go and do their local local race which is organized by a triathlon club in france or in germany and that's why there is so many races in this country now and i reckon it's going to be the same in us it's going to be more um from what I've been talking a bit in Catalina and uh, during the training camp with some uh, triathlon clubs, yeah, they're planning to organize some uh, some small swim runs for their local communities. And uh, I mean, in the next two, three, re- three, two, three years, I won't be surprised to see 100 or 200 races in uh, in US. It won't be surprising at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what we we hope. We hope that's what happens because because we think it's such a great way to you know to be to be in nature and 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 to do it with a partner makes it makes it really special. So so Nicholas, we've kept you for a while. It's super early in Sweden. Um, how 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 what's the best way for people to connect with you? Is it to go to teamonvol.com or what's the best way for people to link up and if they want to learn more about the team and your coaching? Right now, the best way to uh, the best way to reach out for for us is uh, via social media, via uh, via Facebook or, or Instagram to to join Anvol Coaching uh, or Team Anvol. Uh, to look at the website, I recommend to anvolcoaching.net because that's where we uh, that's what we're using to. Uh, to recruit uh, new members and to, to, to give information. Um, but I will say uh, social media is uh, probably the best to contact us. Great. And I'll, I'll speak personally. It's always real easy to reach out to you and get feedback. So I encourage everybody who's interested in coaching and wants to learn more about about Envol Coaching and Team Envol to, to just reach out. Yeah, yep, yep. Exactly. Uh, don't hesitate to contact us. We always, uh, if it's not me, it's my because well, I'm not alone working with Anvol now. We have uh, we are three in the in the in the admin group, and then uh, it's always someone to answer. But if I can if I can add something, I think if you are new into uh, if you want to discover the sport, or uh, I, I just recommend you to find some. Um, Find some experience, someone who has done some swimming, and then just go out and uh, and jump in the lake or jump in the sea, and then uh, swim a bit, and then go out and run. I mean, there is no, it shouldn't be any uh, any limitation. It's really free activity, and um, and then hopefully you're gonna sign up for some race and sign up for some structure group like Envol, and you're gonna become more expert and. Uh, that's uh, that's my advice. Go out and uh, try. I love it. That's what a great. I love it. What a great note to end on. Yeah, we should, let's let's just end this interview. This is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so Nicholas, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Um, again, I'm super stoked to be part of Team Envol now, and looking forward to actually learning how to train specifically for for swim run. I'm sure Chipper will be be right there with me joining. Right behind him. Um, but uh, but yeah, thank you so much for taking the time and best of luck with your upcoming races. Thank you. Thank to you. Have a good uh, have a good day, guys. All thank right. You yeah. All right. Take care. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. You can also sign up for our newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, drop us an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of our swim run activities, hobbies, and other bullshit we do. <laughs> Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. And then a run. And then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim. And then run to the finish line. And just keep going until you're done. Yes. Or until run you to cross the, or, the finish line. Or run to the car. Or run to your car. Somewhere. Just keep running. Peace.